You are listening to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton, here on the America Out Loud Network. On this show, we talk about all things law enforcement, uh, stories ripped from the headlines, as well as personal views about what is happening in America concerning law enforcement. And there is never a problem with coming up with material, I can assure you. Uh, Before we even really get started, I want to tell you about something that's happening in Portland. If you've listened to this show, you know that I speak about Portland fairly frequently because it is the epicenter of the insanity when it comes down to anti-law enforcement a sentiment and uh, an action. Uh, I was just on several Fox News shows about what is happening in Portland, and I'd like to share a couple of those clips with you. So let's take a walk into the Fox newsroom and, uh, and hear what we have to say here. New fallout over violent protesting. That's rattling Portland, Oregon. Now all 50, 5 50 of Portland's police's highly trained rapid response officers have quit the unit. The move came because an officer was indicted for allegedly assaulting a photographer during an overnight riot last summer. Judge Janine Pirro says police have been left to fend for themselves. This is a civil war going on in the streets of Portland, and no one cares about the cops who are putting themselves on the line, so they have the nerve to indict a police officer for doing what he is required to do. So the whole gang said, you know what? We've had it. We're not going to do this for you anymore. There is a bullseye on every one of our backs. Shootings in Portland are up 126 percent over the past year. Homicides have surged by more than 530 percent as crime keeps ticking up in other Democrat-led cities as well. Randy Sutton is a retired Las Vegas police lieutenant and founder of the Wounded Blue. The group's mission is to improve the lives of injured and disabled law enforcement officers. Uh, Randy, thanks for joining me. First of all, I want to just preface this by saying... We've seen the tape. It's viral all over the place. The affiliate that has that tape in Portland will not release it to Fox. And as I said, it's viral. They've released it to a lot of others. So that's why we have still pictures, but we don't have that that actual video. You and I have both watched it. You've actually trained with that unit in Portland. What's your response to what's unfolding there with all those officers quitting? You know, I I want you to know uh, in full disclosure that I spent quite a bit of time up in Portland Uh, both uh, interviewing Portland police officers, members of this team, as well as addressing them uh, during uh, an emotional wellness uh, presentation that uh, that the Wounded Blue put on. Um, I also um, spent time undercover during the riots, uh, watching the response from the the, the, uh, protesters, uh, rioters, I should say, as well as the police. I'm intimately aware of the situation. And I can tell you this, there, this is the perfect storm of a debacle of, of law enforcement failure, not because of the police officers, but because of the leadership of the city, which is 
um, they're a, they're a, I, can't, I can't even say the word on television, but uh, they're a mess. Okay, Hardesty is uh, is a, is a train wreck. Um, she is in league with Mike Schmidt, who is one of the most ineffective. Uh, district attorneys in in the United States. Uh, he has literally failed to prosecute the rioters, but he is going after the police officers. And I can tell you this too, Harris. You know that I, I interact with cops literally all over the nation, thousands and thousands of police officers. The rapid response team officers of the Portland Police Department are some of the best cops I have ever seen. They are highly trained. They are highly motivated. They are dedicated to the city. They are dedicated to the people of Portland. And what what forced this 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 mass resignation is the failure of the leadership of the police department and the city. Well, no doubt that when you look at the cities and what we've been through, it's we're beyond a year at this point since the death of George Floyd on May 25th of 2020. And that's when we saw in mass, you know, people peacefully protesting and then the insurgency of rioters and looters, so on and so forth. It's been a lot for police officers. But what I hear you saying is that now we're losing the best trained among them. The RRT, this, this trained unit, um, that's like sending in almost, not, not exactly, but a, a type of special forces, if you will, uh, into these things, as cops have explained it to me, they are hard to replace. Oh, it, it, the, the training that they have and the experience level that they have, um, it will not be replaced. And I, I, I read the I read the assistant chief's uh, comments about, well, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Guess what? Um, this is going to lead to more violence because they have the rapid response team has the tools and has the experience to quell that violence when it takes place. But their hands have been tied by the city and by and by the district attorney's office, um, they literally are under siege every almost every single night. They were under siege for for every single night for about a year. The toll that, that takes physically, every single one of those cops has been injured, every single one, and and yet they go back and because of that dedication that they have, they are the best of the best. And, and it breaks my heart to see the abuse that they take, the abuse of, uh, by, the, by the city, the abuse by the district attorney who is useless, and the, and the abuse that they take every single night at the hands of, of rioters and protesters who literally physically attack them, say the most vile things, throw things at them, and, 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 the, and the, the dedication that these officers have, I can't tell you. Um, what a loss it is. And I don't blame him one damn bit. Randy Sutton, uh, you are from Las Vegas as a lieutenant there. You were undercover. We learned that from you just moments ago with this Portland Police Department unit. You've seen how it works on the ground during riot situations. It is a tough job. And what a loss you say those 50 officers are that now have left. Tough decisions, no doubt. As you say, they are completely dedicated and love what they do. Randy, thank you for joining me. So that was one of the clips from Harris Faulkner's show. I was uh, very, very uh, pleased to have been chosen by Fox to talk about this subject, which of course is very near and dear to my heart. And we're going to hear another one here shortly. But let's talk about a few other things that are happening in the United States now with when it comes down to law enforcement. Um, it seems like there is a more and more of a concerted effort by 
U.S. Congress and, and high leadership in the United States to cripple law enforcement. There have been so many moves, including the, the ridiculously named George Floyd bill, which they're trying to pass, in, in, in honor of that, of that uh, pillar of society and uh, uh, the, uh, the inconquerable George Floyd. Well, there's a lot more going on than just that. I'm going to read you a headline. U.S. lawmakers introduce bill to end federal funding for police in schools. If passed, the bill would prohibit the use of federal dollars to hire or maintain police officers in schools nationwide. Now, I know this will shock you, but this is from Representative Ayanna Presley, you know, part of the squad with, uh, with uh, uh, those other pillars of society, Ilan Omar and AOC, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. So Presley is calling on Congress to end federal funding for police officers in schools with the reintroduction of a bill opponents fear feeds off the defund the police movement. So here's what she said. Instead of subsidizing more police officers, we need to help schools hire more counselors, more nurses, more mental health practitioners, and our bill will do just that. If passed, the counsel, you're going to love the name of this bill, the Counseling Not Criminalization in Schools Act, championed by Presley and another beauty, Senator Chris Murphy, of, of course he's a Democrat in Connecticut, would prohibit the use of federal dollars to hire or maintain police officers in schools nationwide. Federal grants would go towards hiring school staffers to provide counseling and mental health instead of police. The most recent government data shows about 42% of public schools in the U.S. have at least one officer, termed a school resource officer, stationed on school grounds. Among schools with 1,000 students or more, 77% had a school resource officer on staff. And um, what Presley wants is to remove all of those officers by removing the money that pays for it. Now, of course, much of the funding comes from the cities themselves, but the, the federal government has been subsidizing law enforcement necessarily for decades. Now, Presley, this is all part of the anti-law enforcement movement. And when we, when we see this happening, it's important to remember that one of the things that is so important about having police in schools is because it allows them to develop relationships with the kids in the schools. And bias and prejudice, all bias and prejudice, comes from ignorance. And it doesn't matter whether it's skin color or religion or, or uniform. If, if you're unfamiliar with the culture of, of, of someone who's black or someone who's Hispanic or someone who is uh, uh, gay, it doesn't matter what the, what the difference is. By, under, by getting to know people with different cultures and different sensibilities and different backgrounds, that's how we 
grow as human beings. That's how we become compassionate and empathetic towards others, by learning about them. And that's why it's so important to have police officers in schools, because when the kids get to know them and the, and the cops get to know the kids, they develop relationships. So that's all positive. Well, Presley and her ilk, the AOCs of, of the, of, who are elected officials, which just still boggles my mind, that someone so anti-law enforcement, so anti-American, could get elected to the Congress of the United States. It still blows my mind. But they don't want positive interactions. They don't want, they don't want positive relationships between the police and the people that they serve. That is part of their entire movement. And they want the destruction of the criminal justice system. They're not making any bones about it. They've said it. And when they use the word reform, it's a lie. They don't want reform. They want revenge. And we're going to talk about that a little more down the road here. But I just wanted to tell you about this latest effort by U.S. lawmakers. Can you imagine Presley and AOC and Elon Omar are U.S. lawmakers? Oh, it just makes me sick. Well, let's hope that the other U.S. lawmakers don't allow this to take place because if they do, it will it will have a, a, a severe effect on long-term relationships between the youth of this country and its police. But this isn't the only major effort that U.S. lawmakers are making against the police. Cory Booker Cory Booker is, uh, you don't hear that much about him, but he has just come out with a bill that is unbelievable. This, this is the granddaddy of anti-law enforcement bills. This makes everything else look like sunshine and, and, and flowers. And Booker is, he's a, he, he's a cunning fellow. So he's trying to negotiate a deal on police reform with the International Association of Chiefs of Police, the ICP, Fraternal Order Police. Now, those are the two of the largest, uh, most influential law enforcement groups in the country. Well, the National Association of Police Officers, which is the probably the biggest union, he won't even talk to them about this. So he's trying to do an end run. Um, and the other people that are involved with the police reform bill, um, Karen Bass, who is no friend of law enforcement, and Tim Scott, who is out of South Carolina and is the only guy that I have seen that, that has some sense of true mission here um, when it comes down to police reform. And let me, let me be really, really clear here. I don't believe the police need to be reformed. Uh, the police need to be allowed to evolve and need to be given the resources and training that they are so desperate to have. That's what police really need. But because of this, quote, reform, unquote, movement, um, Tim Scott, Bass, and Booker are on a committee 
But th these other two people didn't sign on, which should give you some really good insight into what Booker is trying to do. Booker proposes adding four new federal criminal offenses to incarcerate state and local police officers. Um, deadly force is defined to include taser use. Tasers! Tasers came out in order to give police officers an option not using deadly force, but now he wants to add tasers. Now, why would you do that? So you can prosecute cops for murder. That's why. It does away with both sovereign immunity for both state and federal law enforcement officers and does not protect officers' qualified immunity at all. It expands pattern and practice investigations and specifically adds prosecutors, not just investigators. It authorizes, you're going to love this, $750 billion to prosecute individual officers in use of force incidents. You heard me right. $750 billion to prosecute cops. It calls for the uh, establishment, a national establishment of civilian review boards. It defines serious misconduct complaint information to include complaints that were not sustained. That means anybody can make any complaint. And, and let me tell you, most of the complaints, serious allegations against cops, turn out to be non-founded. But with this bill... It doesn't matter if they even somebody even complains about a cop it gets put on their record and then they can be judged by it it would establish a public national police accountability database into which individual officers information would be entered without basic due process protections of notice and opportunity to be heard officers will only be allowed to include a personal statement after their personal information has already been added to the database it, is, it provides for lawsuits against individual law enforcement officers in state and federal courts. It restricts the justification defense for officers in use of force cases. It bans facial recognition technology. It requires discipline of officers for body cam policy violations. It, is, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. It provides 50 billion dollars for reinstatement of offenders suspended or revoked driver's licenses and zero dollars for addressing police suicide it goes i i it just it, it is unbelievable it is truly um one of the most anti-law enforcement attacks that 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 is that has ever been conceived and this is another this is a senator a senator of course he's from new jersey my home state which would an embarrassment so th this is all part of the war on cops the war on cops isn't just happening on the street it's happening within our own halls of justice within the senate within Congress and President Biden is nowhere to be seen or heard on this on this topic he's certainly nothing not doing anything to assist law enforcement or to assist the in the in the fight against crime but you know who is the Florida governor Florida governor answers call to send police to Mexico border 
This is pretty amazing stuff. Uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, Governor Abbott from Texas, they're the only ones that are actually taking this border crisis seriously. Governor Abbott is claiming to uh, they're going to build their own wall. The hell with the uh, with the federal government. And I I couldn't I couldn't applaud them more for this decision. And he's asking for help from other states to help police. And Governor DeSantis was the first one uh, that he's sending state and local enforcement officers to the U.S. border with Mexico, answering a request from the governor governors of Arizona and Texas for help from other states to prevent illegal immigration and deport those here illegally. Now, you know, it is it's mind-boggling to me that that our president and Kamala Harris, who is a complete empty suit as far as I'm concerned, are doing nothing as as legions of illegals come into our country. They pretend it's not even happening. And they're in league. They're in league with with criminal, illegal, alien smugglers. Because they they simply turned a blind eye to it. Now it's not... I want... Think about this. Remember just a year ago that there was the opiate crisis. That it was on... It was on every newspaper's front headline. The opiate crisis. People are dying in the streets. And you know what? It was real. It was true. And it still is. But you don't hear a damn thing about it. COVID, that's, it, it, that's all you hear about. COVID, COVID, COVID. When people are dying in the streets from opiate abuse. Now, why is this, why is this being completely ignored when it comes down to terms of illegal aliens because fentanyl is being trucked into this country. Fentanyl is the most highly addictive and highly dangerous drug that ever created. And it's killing Americans at a record pace. Much more than COVID, by the way. But you don't even hear a reference to it by the federal government any longer. And where is it coming from? It's coming from the illegal aliens who are just pouring through our country. Yet you hear nothing about it. So this is the this is continuing on and continuing on. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Because of COVID-19, the average American worries about their immune health four times a day. That's 112 times per year. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains 15 full doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. 
all in a one-a-day pill-free gel pack. It tastes great, is convenient on the go, and it's more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. I have a special announcement that I'd like to make to all law enforcement officers, active and retired. There is going to be an incredible conference going to be put on by the Wounded Blue here in Las Vegas, October 28, 29, and 30th. I want to tell you about it because this is life-changing and possibly life-saving information. It is called the Law Enforcement Survival Summit, and it features some of the best and brightest speakers on every topic of surviving a law enforcement career. Now, I'm going to tell you a couple names. Look them up. These are, these are the best and brightest. Uh, the first that I would tell you about is Dr. Kevin Gilmartin, who wrote the, literally wrote the book, Emotional Survival for Law Enforcement Officers. It, he is a must-see for any cop and family member, quite honestly, um, who is uh, struggling with trying to understand the stresses and strains of a law enforcement career. I've got Jason Schechterly, the Phoenix police officer whose story of survival is absolutely amazing. Dave and Betsy Smith, some of you older guys might remember J.D. Buck Savage. Well, that's Dave Smith and his wife, uh, Betsy, who are two of the top trainers in physical tactics and street survival. The list goes on and on and on, and there's only 300 seats available here in Las Vegas. Plus, there's going to be some amazing entertainment and it is followed by the Brothers in Blue Bash. So go to the website. That is, the website is www.thewoundedblue.org. You want to get your tickets quickly for this. Um, plus, the hotel is charging less than $100 per night to stay there at the same time. So check it out, the Law Enforcement Survival Summit. If you have one conference, one training opportunity this year, this is the one you want. Go to thewoundedblue.org and check out the Law Enforcement Survival Summit. Everybody is shopping online now, right? Everybody is is going and getting their wares because it's convenient, it's easier. But here's the problem. I don't like giving my money to companies that simply don't go along with the values that I believe are important. I value patriotism. I value love of country. I value our police. I value our army and our navy and our military. I believe that these are really important values. And unfortunately, a lot of the big players in online shopping, they don't. They Instead, they, they promote a bunch of, of, of activists that, that truly do not even like our country. I don't like it. So... But, you know, what else are you going to do? There's pretty much just been one game in town. Well, that's changing right now. That's changing because now there is ShopToTheRight.com. Now, ShopToTheRight.com is a new endeavor, but it is it is gaining traction. For shopping online and putting your, your wares online, if you are a business, and, and looking for 
customers that care about the country. They care about patriotism, care about values that the most of us uh, do share. And, and, and it really comes down to this. Do you want to give your money to companies that promote organizations that actually sometimes even call for the overthrow of our nation? Not me. I don't want to. Well, I never had much of a choice, but now we do. ShopToTheRight.com. You've got to check it out. Whether you are shopping or you are selling and you're a company, check it out. ShopToTheRight.com. Tell them Randy sent you. If you've listened to this show, you've heard this before, but I'm telling you now, there's going to be a party going on in Las Vegas on October 30th for cops, for ex-cops, for retired cops, for people that like cops, people that support cops. It is going to be the Brothers in Blue Bash, October 30th at the fabulous Ahern Hotel here in Las Vegas. This is going to be a fundraising event for the Wounded Blue, which of course is the national association that helps injured and disabled officers all over the nation. But this is going to be a blast. Great food, great entertainment. You're going to see some people that you will love. I'm not even going to tell you their names because it's a secret. If you want to know, you got to come. Uh, there's going to be entertainment. There's going to be um, some amazing speakers. We're going to be giving out some awards to some really deserving people. You want to be here. Cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap. It's 95 bucks a person, and you get food, you get drinks, you get entertainment, and you get to support the Wounded Blue, and you get to support cops all over this country. So check it out at thewoundedblue.org, or if you're on Facebook, you're probably on Facebook, right? So you can get your tickets right there at at our Facebook page, Brothers in Blue Bash. Or you can contact me, Randy Sutton. That's easy, right? Randy at thewoundedblue.org, and we'll get you tickets right out. So check out the Brothers in Blue Bash. Don't miss this. And if you're a cop or um, a retired cop, check out the Law Enforcement Survival Summit that's going to be taking place a couple days prior to leading into this event because this is going to be the training opportunity of a lifetime. Check it out, thewoundedblue.org or our Facebook page, Brothers in Blue Bash. And I want to see you there. I want to play the clip from the show that I was on regarding crime and Portland, both with Judge Janine Piero. Uh, she was hosting the Hannity Show, and they asked me to come on, and I'd like to play that clip for you so you can get um, a little bit more information from the Fox News channel. Here we go. Here with a reaction to all of this, retired Las Vegas police lieutenant and founder of the Wounded Blue, Randy Sutton, and president of the National Fallen Officer Foundation and Dallas Police Sergeant Trey Penne. Now, let me ask you this, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here. Um, in all of your experience, how, how long have you been in law enforcement? I'll start with you, Randy. How long? Uh, I spent 34 years as a street officer, uh, uh, both uh, as a detective and as a uh, retired as a police lieutenant. Okay. How about you, Trey? 
been a police officer for 22 years and been a law enforcement advocate seemingly for my whole career. Okay. All right. So that makes three of us. Now, have either of you ever seen it this bad? <laughs> no. No, there, I've, I've never, never seen it this bad. Go ahead, Let's go to Randy first and then Trey. Randy hit it. Okay. No. No, no, there, I've never seen I've never seen crime and violence uh, surging across our country as I do today. And it's it's really not a shock to me, though, Judge, because what we have seen from the left is an absolute um, uh, degrading of the law enforcement community over the last several years. Uh, what we have seen both from the uh, from the president on down through the the Congress and uh, and uh, local mayors and governors uh, mostly of democratic states and, and cities, of course, um, has been a degradation of the law enforcement community. We now see them decimated. Um, we have seen the numbers of law enforcement officers dwindling, the retirements uh, surging, and crime, of course, as a result, has been skyrocketing. All right. Now, Trey, you are still on the force in Dallas. Is that correct, Trey? I am. I am. And I've seen this this right. uh, anti-police sentiment impact our law enforcement officers across this country. I've seen it uh, here locally at, as as uh, we've had to, had to deal with these protests over and over again. Look, Judge, our, our cities are under siege right now, and, and we have to call it for what it is. These leftist policies are uh, essentially restricting the uh, law enforcement officers' efforts to, to protect our communities. In fact, they provided safe havens for the criminals that to continue to victimize us uh, in these communities, uh, which has uh, led to a, a max exodus of law enforcement officers from the profession. I mean, that's the unfortunate reality of where we are right now. Uh, nationally, we've seen a 20 percent uh, uh, reduction in, in law enforcement across the nation because uh, law no officers realize that they're not being protected. Yeah, absolutely. They realize right. they're not and, being protected. And you look at the Seattle situation. I mean, uh, you know, um, uh, look at Portland and, and, and how these officers resign from their, from their uh, work in this rapid response. Team, of course, they're not going to put themselves in the middle of this when they think that they're going to be prosecuted or or, um, or demonized. I mean, look, we got to look at what's happening. These are real police officers. They're on the front line. They're uh, not oh, only going to have to worry about the, the citizens in front of them, they're being, you know, targeted by people behind them. Well, there's no question. And, and, and as DA, I had my own squad. But, you know, Randy, what Trey was just talking about in Portland. Now, you've got the uh, they're like an emer they're uh, they're what they're almost like a SWAT team. I mean, they're brought out and they have been out for like 75 nights. Uh, one of them is indicted for using the lowest level of force with a baton that was consistent with standard operating procedure of the department. And all 50 of the officers, some of them sergeants, officers, there may even have been a lieutenant, I'm not even sure, they all resigned. They said, enough of this. You know what? Get another law enforcement agency if you're going to do this to us. Can you blame them? No, I absolutely cannot blame them. Judge, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but I spent a lot of time up in Portland uh, talking to a lot of Portland police officers in my role as both a journalist uh, with uh, Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, but also as the founder mm -hmm. of the Wounded Blue. Now, you know that we deal with injured and disabled officers all over the country. 
And the, every single one of those officers, Judge, every single one has been physically injured, not to mention the emotional and psychological injuries that are taking place in Portland. It's, 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 actual, it's actually so harmful to the mental and physical health of these officers that you cannot blame them for what they've done. But yet, this is a move out of desperation because, Judge, I've dealt with cops all over the country, from, from East Coast to West Coast, and, and I got to tell you that those officers in Portland, and especially those officers on, on the rapid response team, are, are some of the best, most dedicated police officers I've ever met in my life. They're highly trained, they're highly motivated, they're good human beings, and the human toll that this is taking on them is absolutely astonishing. Well, and you know, and, and uh, they are a riot squad, I, I, I mispronounced. But, but Trey, it's not just the toll on them, as Randy's talking about. It's the toll on the family and the ripple effect that goes through society when, for all the reasons uh, when police end up being denigrated and demoralized. We've got 20 seconds. Hit it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen these officers be attacked across the country. We've seen 23 of them killed in the line of duty this year. Uh, the reality is these officers are out here doing a difficult job. And I know a lot of people want to give up, want them to give up their rights. But look, they afford the same Fourth Amendment rights to fair and equal protection under, under the law right. as everyone else. So we All can protect right. our police. Thank you both. I'm very, uh, I'm very pleased that, that Fox allows me to come on um, and allows me to talk about policing. It, unfortunately, um, you won't be hearing me on CNN or most of the main news channels because they really don't want the truth about policing in this country. But um, hats off to Fox News for uh, at least allowing the truth to be heard. So let's talk about some of the other insanity. Uh, so, you know, we talk about the government, right? We talk about um, lawmakers people like Ilan Omar and AOC and uh, and Presley and, you know, everybody that's been elected that has an anti-American viewpoint, um, completely anti-law enforcement. And we wonder why. How does, how does this happen in America? Well, let me read a headline that I think will illustrate this point. District of Columbia elects incarcerated murderer to office in nation's capital. <laughs> An inmate at the D.C. jail on Tuesday became the first incarcerated person ever elected to office in the nation's capital. Joel Caston was elected on June 15th to be the Advisory Neighborhood Commissioner for District 7F07, which includes the correctional facility, a woman's shelter, and a recently opened luxury apartment building. Kasten, age 44, has been incarcerated for 26 years. He was locked up for the murder of 18-year-old Rafiq Washington, whom he was convicted of shooting in the parking lot in D.C. <laughs> so, this makes him one of the jail's longest tenured inmates, and in July of 2020, D.C. changed the law to allow incarcerated people in the city to vote and now to be elected to office. So we wonder, we wonder how laws get put into effect or get, get proposed that are 
that are so absolutely anti-law enforcement, anti-public safety. And then I read a headline like this that they and they're and they're all oh, they're the DC elites are are just crowing about what a what a, a breakthrough this is that an inmate, a murderer, could be elected to office while behind bars. I'm sure they'll try and figure out a way to release him in order to conduct his his uh, business. I, there's no doubt in my mind. So, there we have it. Um, now, I want to tell you about a story that actually made me smile. Cop sues NFL for defamation over portrayal of justified shooting of Dresden Reed. This puts a, put a smile on my face. It's a, out of Indianapolis. The Indianapolis police officer who was cleared of any wrongdoing and the officer-involved shooting death of 21-year-old Dresden Reed has filed a lawsuit against the National Football League for defamation due to the, quote, inspire change, unquote, campaign they ran painting Reed as a victim of police violence. Protesters had already been demanding that Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department officer DeJore Mercer be sent to prison for murder after he returned fire after Reed shot at him on May 6th. Yeah, you heard me right. Um, this punk was shooting at the officer who fired back and killed him. Oh, I mean, good Lord, we have to put that police officer in jail for murder. And what does the, the NFL do? They, they paint this glowing picture of this, of this punk who has a significant criminal history. And despite his, uh, the, the fact that this guy um, was carrying out drive-by shootings with a stolen gun, attempted to murder a police officer, the NFL chose to paint him as a victim and showcase his name and photo as part of their helmet decal, Inspire Change. And they made the officer, they called him a murderer. They called him a murderer. And um, the officer filed a federal lawsuit against the NFL alleging the Say Their Stories video the league published without Reed, about Reed caused the officer tortious injury. And uh, I, this is beautiful. I hope that he doesn't settle. I hope that it takes it to jury trial and that, and that the, this, this incredible um, lie put out by the NFL costs that league millions of dollars. That, my friends, is what I'm going to end our broadcast on today because I want to put a smile on your face today as well as mine. Today, America stands at the crossroads of history. Our actions will determine the fate of our nation. Well, that journey starts here and starts now. We invite you to join us in making the ultimate difference. Subscribe to our podcast and newsletters. Turn notifications on and stay in the know. You'll find all that back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all.
trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. For my active duty officers out there, and actually for all of my officers out there, privacy is one of our biggest issues right now with the threats towards law enforcement increasing every single day with officers being doxxed, with officers being tracked down and harassed, you've got to defend yourself. Now, I had no idea, I had no idea how easy it is to find someone on the internet. There are literally websites out there that have all of your information and any puke in the world who's got, who can search a website can find you. You gotta defend yourself. I know that I'm doing that right now. And the only way is officerprivacy.com. It's officerprivacy.com. Here's what they do. You contract with them and the, it, the cost is minimal. It's a monthly cost. It's a, a, a one-time setup fee. Cheap, cheap, inexpensive. Especially for what you get and what you get is peace of mind. Officerprivacy.com goes through all of these websites and removes your personal information and continues to check it to make sure that it's not going back up there. So <clears throat> I'm telling you, this is peace of mind that is worth much more than, than what they charge you for it. Uh, I'm doing it. You should do it. Go to officerprivacy.com. Don't wait for something terrible to happen to you or your family. Protect yourself right now. OfficerPrivacy.com. Each week here on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, we pay our respects to the men and women of the law enforcement profession who have made the ultimate sacrifice and given their lives in the line of duty. I have several names to read, unfortunately, again this week. The first is Police Officer Alexandra Brenneman Harris of the Seattle Police Department. Police Officer Lexi Harris was struck and killed by a vehicle while checking on the welfare of several drivers who had been involved in a vehicle crash on I-5 near Spokane Street. Officer Harris had just completed her shift and was en route home when she encountered the crash at about 1.15 a.m. She had exited her vehicle to check on the drivers when she was struck by another passing vehicle. After being struck, one of the drivers from the original crash stole her vehicle and fled the area. The driver who struck her remained at the scene and cooperated with investigating officers. Officer Harris has served the Seattle Police Department for five years. Police Officer Alexandra Brenneman Harris, Seattle Police Department, Washington, end of watch Sunday, June 13, 2021. 
The second officer was police officer Joseph Burson of the Holly Springs Police Department in Georgia. Police officer Joe Burson succumbed to injuries sustained when he was dragged by a vehicle during a traffic stop of a speeding vehicle at about 11 p.m. He had stopped the vehicle on Hickory Road between Little Road and Hickory Hills Avenue. At some point during the stop, the driver attempted to flee in the car and dragged Officer Burson alongside of it. Officer Burson was able to fatally shoot the subject while being dragged but suffered severe injuries when he fell to the pavement. Officer Burson had served with the Holly Springs Police Department for just 18 months. Police Officer Joseph Burson, Holly Springs Police Department, Georgia. End of watch Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. And the third officer, Sergeant Erasmo Garcia Torres of the Puerto Rico Police Department. Sergeant Erasmo Garcia Torres was shot and killed while conducting a traffic stop at the intersection of Calivia and Calivinas in Ponce, Puerto Rico. The driver started to walk away during the stop. And Sergeant Garcia Torres began to follow him. The man suddenly turned around and opened fire on Sergeant Garcia Torres, striking him in the head. Sergeant Garcia Torres was transported to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. The man who shot him was arrested a short time later and charged with murder. Sergeant Garcia Torres had served with the Puerto Rico Police Department for 30 years and was assigned to the Ponce East Precinct. He was posthumously promoted to the rank of sergeant. He is survived by four sons. Sergeant Erasmo Garcia Torres, Puerto Rico Police Department, Puerto Rico. End of watch Thursday, June 10th, 2021. Each of these officers gave their lives in the line of duty, protecting and serving. May they rest in peace. To all my active duty officers or, or, or people who retired recently, probably the number one thing that was on your mind when you were deciding to retire or are deciding to retire is health care. I know that when I retired from the department, I was literally thrown off my, my department health care, and it was up to me to find something. And there is a company now that has just, uh, well, and I say just, they've been around a few years, but they have created a program of health care for officers that they can, they can sign up and be covered from the time that they retire until the time they go on Medicare. And, which, and that's often, you know, more than 10 years, right? But it's incredibly inexpensive and also incredibly universally uh, great coverage. I wish, I really truly wish that this had been available to me when I retired. It literally would have saved me more than $40,000. I'm, I'm not kidding. I can't. I, so it's really important that you check this out. ThinBlueLineBenefits.com. That's ThinBlueLineBenefits.com. It's real healthcare with real doctors who, it, it, it's a great system, and it is probably half the price of what I pay right now. Half the price. If I wasn't so close to having to go on Medicare, I would do it in an instant. So go to thinbluelinebenefits.com. You gotta check it out. You will love me for sending you, and I wanna hear about your experience if you wanna share that, and just you know, privately at my, uh, my uh, email, randy at thewoundedblue.org. So check it out, thinbluelinebenefits.com.
I want to tell you about an organization that I'm going to ask you to support. It's called the Wounded Blue, and you can see it at thewoundedblue.org. They are the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Law Enforcement Officers. Now, by uh, I have to tell you the truth, and that is that I am the founder of that organization and the national director. What do they do? They provide peer support for injured and disabled officers all over the United States. They have a team of dedicated police officers, all who have been shot or stabbed or beaten or run over or faced psychological trauma, and they know exactly what these men and women are going through today. It's free, of course, because this is a national nonprofit charitable organization. They don't take any fees. Nobody makes any money on this deal. This is just about helping those men and women who have sacrificed so much for their communities and their country. Check it out at thewoundedblue.org. Your support is, is really needed. These men and women uh, have been abused in ways you can't even imagine. In fact, if you got a moment, go to Amazon.com and look at our documentary film called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. You will be shocked. Check it out, thewoundedblue.org, and support these men and women. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement here on the America Out Loud Network. I really do appreciate you tuning in. Now, you can find me at Facebook under the voice of American law enforcement, and I really do welcome your comments and your suggestions. And also, I ask you to support the organization that does so much for our injured and disabled officers, thewoundedblue.org. Check them out at thewoundedblue.org. Hello, this is Lieutenant Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I am a 34-year police veteran. I am also the founder and CEO of an organization that stands behind injured and disabled law enforcement officers. It is called The Wounded Blue. Our website is thewoundedblue.org. We have produced a film. It is an important film. I urge you to watch it. The film details what happens when a police officer or law enforcement officer is shot or stabbed or beaten or disabled, seriously injured in the line of duty. Most people think they are taken care of medically and financially. The reality may be quite different. It is called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. The film is available on Amazon, iTunes, and the Microsoft Store. So thanks for joining me on another episode of Blue Labs Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, here on the America Out Loud Network. Remember to support the Wounded Blue. Go to thewoundedblue.org. Donate if you can. Check out the Brothers in Blue Bash. And of course, if you are a law enforcement professional, you want to come to the Law Enforcement Survival Summit October 28th through the 30th. Some of the best training in America will be there. If you uh, would like, follow me at, uh, the Ameri- at, at the Voice of American Law Enforcement on Facebook. And if you need to contact me, contact me at randy at thewoundedblue.org. <laughs>